This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And No, no, I had a tangent. No. <laughs> Mallory hasn't given me the topic. I don't know what oh, we're I, talking I thought about. we talked about it. We'll get there. Let me start off with this little tangent. ZD loves labeling things. And it's it's a good thing. And I should be better about labeling things and everything, right? Um, but there's someone else who should be better about labeling things. <laughs> Okay, I have to pop my can of Okay, coke. go ahead. I'm telling the story. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Just right. fast forward pop. a minute if you want. Uh, I was doing some meal prep. I subscribed to one of those meal planning things where they, like, give you the grocery list. And I've, I've tried this before. I'm trying a new one. Whatever. They don't send you the groceries. No. They send you the, the grocery the, list. The plan. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I'm like, okay, let's try this again. So uh, it said I needed... Thai red curry paste, or like curry paste, or curry sauce, or whatever, anyway. Red Thai curry, red thai curry. curry red I needed paste. to make the paste. Yes. I needed to have the paste to make the sauce. Okay. Right. So I was like, I think we have this. I can see the jar. I right. have, I don't have a, I don't think I have a photographic memory, but I have a visual memory. I I think that's what I have, too. Like when. It's like, I know it's in a green box. Yeah, I've seen it on somewhere. a shelf, and the yes. lighting was like this, so right. it must be in a. right closet or I was you know probably in a dark place and I was squatted down when yeah, I saw it. Like yeah. I'm like I can see it in my brain, you know. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. So I could see this and then I'm <laughs> so this is why it's important to label things. Sorry I'm snorting but <laughs> So I go and I look the first place I look is in our uh, canned food storage, which we have some in our garage. Okay, it's not there because it's a little jar. It says Thai red curry paste on it. I can see the logo of my brain right now. Nope, not there. And I'm like, well if it's open it's gonna be in the fridge, right? Okay. Well, or with me, the freezer, but go ahead. But whatever, like cold storage, right? right? Okay, nope, not in there. And I'm like, oh, look at our spice cabinet. And I was like, it shouldn't be in here, but like, I'm just going to look, you know. And there it is. There's the jar in there. Um, And I was like, what? It says paste. It's not a paste. And I open it up, and it's like a brown powder. And oh. I'm like. Oh, well, a powder. I was, so I Google. <laughs> yeah. How to turn Thai red powdered curry paste into liquid curry paste and I'm like I don't know I was like you know what I'm just gonna throw this in the crock pot I start shaking it out it's cinnamon sugar that Derek (laughs) has put he's repurposed it and not relabeled it and I didn't smell it until I started shaking and it's not the worst thing in the world like that probably won't hurt anything because I put cinnamon like in my chili yes you put cinnamon in that chili Zelda loved it last night um oh so she did like that yep she she loved the chili she said it's the best chili ever. It is. And she's like, I've had this chili. Have I had this chili I, before? Because I made it. You know, anyway, whatever. It's funny. Probably Zelda, via breast milk. Zelda loves, <laughs> Zelda she loves soups. soup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brothy soups and soups. stews and stuff. Yes. Yeah. She's a big soup fan. Anyway, so just you should relabel things. Because, you know, 
I think something, <laughs> just going to tie this back to something, I think something like this has happened to me before in sewing. Well, the it's, other thing I make sure I do is I take old labels off. Well, that would be. I try to do that, too. That would be If If I'm in a pinch, here. I have, what well, you know, one of those big, huge magic marker Sharpie things. Yeah. That I, like, X out the label and write something now, else. You, so I put two things interfacing up here, and you have them labeled with a question mark. You're yes. Like, Easy knit, you know, and I'm. And I wanna, what are they? I'm going to be like, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, there's these like big piles of this like stuff, and, and I'm like, have, "What is this?" I should have put it in a container and labeled it immediately, you right. know, because I probably could have felt it and known. But like, what if it was like some kind of water soluble stuff? Or right. So it's well, I mean, with I picked it. I picked I it up, not now thinking it was like a fabric or something. Like yeah, that. I didn't know. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, and no. then I felt the glue on the other side. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm getting better. So my I'm labeling getting was easy knit question mark and with I, a with a post-it note yeah because i didn't know what it was it's a question for it's a question for me because like nobody else dumped this off on the cutting table it was me i leave mallory <laughs> a lot of notes like this i'm trying you have plans question mark and i'm I put getting it on something i'm getting better i have uh done something and if those of you listen to that a slob comes clean podcast i think i have found my clutter threshold this is an important part of the step. And it Ooh. took me four years, five years, whatever. And I'm, things are working right now. And it's migrating into other parts of my life. Good. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Thanks, Mom. Okay. We're going to talk. Hey, you know what we're talking about today? No, you don't. <laughs> nope. Don't know. Nobody well, we had told a, me. I thought we had a recording session planned earlier. And I told you I said at the end of the last one we're going to talk about this. We're, we're continuing our journey, our tour to sewing machine. And we're going to talk about spool pins or, oh, yeah, or like thread oh, holders yeah, yeah, or and caps, caps and, and pool, spool lifts, how you how, sort of sort of how you deliver thread. OK, so spool pins. This is always this was always a really interesting part of the how to use your sewing machine class yeah. that we taught because all these different machines would have well, they have now very different. Now spool there's pins. a lot of different spool pins and a lot of sewing machines which is good, have like three spool pens. Yeah, like they'll have they'll have a bunch and uh how many okay, what about the machine that you started sewing on? Tell me about the spool pin situation. Actually it had two. Okay, it had two. But in that day that was probably more uncommon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, then now, and they did pop up, you know, they bound, you know, they had the spring load where. So they popped straight up. They didn't like. Right. They were. Hinge they, up. Nope. They, they were popped. both straight up and they were both next to each other. Were you supposed to pop them down because like. Yes. When you put the case on. When you put the case on. Okay. okay. To, to travel with it or store right, it right. or and not they were break metal. it off. Ha ha ha. Oh, they were metal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you have those vertical ones. Okay. Um, I'm looking at one of the more current machines now right the destiny and it's got two horizontal ones and many have a horizontal now and honestly thread generally feeds better off of a horizontal um pen of course we like cross wound thread yeah well we like well, we like thread lip we'll get to that later right but then you can sometimes have these really weird accessories i know the baby locks came with them that thing that like popped on the bobbin winder that was like a spool pin do you remember that? Okay, yes, used to. Call uh, your you know? your extra bob, uh, spool pen 
actually like would sit on the bobbin winder. Right. So instead of having its own special designation, uh-huh. that was sort of like a dual use, which I don't even see anything wrong with that, except that now, you know, a lot of times you will wind a bobbin while you still have your sewing machine threaded. I, but in those days, you didn't always do that. Okay, my my issue with those that would pop onto the bobbin winder uh-huh. is I think the situation got precarious the thread could get caught up underneath. Oh, true. Like there wasn't enough well, support. I, I, it yeah, scared. It always yeah. scared me. And that happens on a lot of spool pens. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Depending on your spool, depending on how your thread is wound, how well your thread is wound, um, all different kinds of things. And that's why there should be, you know, a flat surface underneath your spool pen that was why because are not underneath your spool pen but underneath your spool underneath your spool and the way you can take care of that Uh okay is you cut yourself you know a piece of cardboard a piece of plastic something put a hole in it slip it down over that spool pen and make sure it's wider or you know a nice platform to support bigger than your base of your spool or now the other thing that's even better than that Uh is to use that with a little piece of foam because here's where i'm going if everybody wants to look at their cross wound threads that are on a sizable spool Mm -hmm. what do you have sticking out of each end mallory uh, Just part of the little spool so cylinder. We're, oh, we're talking. We're yes, we're talking about the big, like if you've bought from not us, a cone, not a cone, but it's like it's like there's a cardboard tube and then a bunch of thread is wound on it. Sometimes and it's, a it's plastic tube so, too. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But but there's no end caps uh-huh. to it. There's no spool caps right on the spool. Right, right. So even if you have spool caps, and there's two different kinds. Right. We, we'll, we get need, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But you just want to make sure this thread cannot get caught under the thread, okay, you know, and between and the, that surface or under the spool and a surface or a lack of surface. When people... I love little foam cushions under yes. my spools. And those come a lot of times with a thread lift, too, which we'll get... We'll mm-hmm. And surgers lift. almost always have them. Surgers will come with, like, 16 freaking yeah, foam and, things. I know, and, I'm like, oh, you know, my that gosh. Used like, one, <laughs> that used to be one of the... I used to do that in the class was go, get out. Okay, first of all, you have the space count. that holds your accessories. Oh, I didn't know that was there. And then you would have a little bag full of all these little discs and things and... They were cute, but you didn't particularly know exactly what. The, and honestly, I don't think the owner's manual is real good about those. Oh, I think it shows it. Okay, Does but it? once again, okay, so in serger land, all right, uh, sergers generally use the cone threads. So you have something called a cone holder. At least that's what they call them in, um, in the baby lock manuals. Right. And it's this little a plastic thing that would uh, hold the cone onto the spool pin with, like, tension. It was, like, adjustable. It would sort of... It would make... Yes, and it would make... Contract the, and expand. Hold the cone steady. It made, Hold the cone steady so it would not spin or slide. Right, so the thread would just come right off of it. Right. Okay, cone holder, cool, great. Okay, well, I want to use a thread on my serger that's not a cone. What right. do I do? Well, you can take the cone holder off, but still the spool pin on the sergers had this little like conical part at the bottom right so sometimes the spools not all of them but some some yeah so sometimes certain spools wouldn't go down that's over that conical part so then they're telling you put this little platform this foam uh spool well it was plastic with a foam liner so it was plastic with a foam liner you're supposed to pop that on okay but that negative space under there 
I saw people's thread get hung up. So that's when you take the spool cap that comes with, that doesn't have that, and you put it on top and you press it down. Yeah, I just still saw people's threads get well. And it can happen. And, and you know what? You'll notice it in your stitch. That's why you test your stitch before you sew on your real stuff. Okay. And there's lots of ways threads can get hung up. And there's lots of things I've done to make sure they don't get hung That's up. That's right. That's right. But I just still, like, even if you're using... You know, sometimes old thread will kind of fall down yes. off the spool, right? right? And that's actually a cue that maybe you shouldn't yeah. be using this it's thread. It's a cue. It's probably not as strong yeah. as it was. Um, you know, it's it's old. It's it's not as strong, et cetera. But, like, having the thread get caught down around the bottom of that, it just wasn't worth it to me. And I would sell people threadless. I, w- I would just be like, listen, yes, just a lift. Get, uh-huh. get a thread lift because this just won't happen. It just won't happen. I just exactly. – I, I, well, it's like it, a $12 thing that will prevent. <laughs> right. So another thing uh, is the telescoping thread guide. Yes. And people, I have seen people sew with it down low. Mm, you know, or yeah. not extended or not realize oh, yeah. it extended not or whatever. It extends, yeah. You know, and those are on sergers. They're also on some other machines. Okay. So a, a lot of times they're, they're um, an embroidery attack. Yeah. Like they have them for you for your embroidery. Mm-hmm. Um, to guide your thread, there's a couple of things that does. It guides it properly off the spool, hopefully, right? right? And it also allows the thread to relax Yep. before, you know, it gets to the machine mm-hmm. so that you don't have this curly thread trying to go through a straight space Because your, your thread's been wound around this spool right. for how long? Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> and if your and if your thread has any metallic in it or mm-hmm. um, the the mylar stuff, you know, it's like a plastic that makes things shiny. It will want to stay curled. Yeah, it's that that stuff has more memory, right? Like exactly. The, yeah. So, um, we'll get into the the kind of the thread lift we recommend too in the second half. But yeah, I on sergers, it's either I want to use personally. I want to use the cone holder or I get a thread lift or, you know, we do the little bounce that pearl cottons bounce around in a, well, in a mug. Yeah. Well, I don't like other those thing too. If you're on not the on, if you don't have a spool and this happens on sewing machines too, yep. right? Yep. Um, you need a cup, you need a margarita glass. Uh, you know, I've held things in my lap on a basket, which are, isn't the greatest thing. A little bowl is great. Um, and we've talked about thread lifts for the serger, but here's where, okay, we again, we want to transfer that back to our own machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sewing you machine know, The land. regular sewing machine is because sometimes you wind up using a cone. Yeah, yeah, you could use. Or a metallic thread. No matter if And I want that length. No matter if your sewing machine has five different spool pins, sometimes yeah. you want to use a thread lift. So the, um, the Destiny has a horizontal spool pin here for the main upper thread area. And then it has a horizontal spool pin for bobbin winding because on this machine, like ZD said, on these newer machines, the bobbin winder can have like a separate motor, separate everything. So you could be like embroidering and winding a bobbin at the same time. I guess you could, I wouldn't necessarily sew like be sewing and wind a bobbin at the same time, but I'd want to leave my upper but, thread but threaded. But you don't have to you know, unthread yeah, you your machine unthread. Is, is the big thing. Yes, it, it's a it's a totally like right. separate so system. So you're, you're saying that is for bobbin winding, which 
It has a little diagram and it but, says it is. But if I'm going to yep. sew with a double needle. Double needle. Or twin needle, however mm-hmm. we want to call this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need both of those spools yep. maybe. So you can use that one too to to do a double thing, to do a twin needle. The bobbin winding one doesn't provide any extra like it's not like you can fit a cone on there or anything like no, that. No, yeah, not it a big, doesn't big cone. doesn't provide yeah. any more functionality like that. Um but you you may on your sewing machine have spool pins that like ZD said pop up. I've seen people not know that those are there right. or they know one is there and not the other. Or they wonder why it's so short. Why is my spool pin so short? Yes. And that will get people in trouble cuz they'll use it short. Yeah. And you start sewing fast and your spool flies off. Okay, there was you know how we say the statistic of like a, a knee lift saves you 30% of your sewing time, right? And I haven't like seen the study, but we believe it, right? I think there was some statistic that an old tech used to share that it was like 75% of thread breakage is caused by something in your thread path. Yes. And that thread path, it includes stuff within your machine, but really it's like between spool and, and first guy. that first thread guy. Right. That is where it, it was like people would call us on the phone. My right. thread keeps breaking. My thread keeps breaking. Okay, look at your thread path. What is something going on there? Because because they oh yeah there is something in the way. Or watch while you're sewing because it'll get caught every once in a while. Or they've got okay. something in the way. How about when we've seen people with a whole spool of thread wound around their flywheel? Yeah, that uh, and other sewing machine companies like that I follow, like right. dealers on, that I follow on Facebook, they'll post one every once in a while. Yeah. Like, Look at this, you know. So yeah, that's another uh, sort of safety issue, and it's something that we have to keep in mind with our thread lift that's near the destiny. Like that's that's in right. particular. So let's take a break and come back. We'll talk about thread lifts and spool caps, and yeah, the um, hand wheel, the hand wheel haircut that you sometimes have to give a machine. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com slash leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Let's just start off with the rule. If you're not using the thread, it needs to be put away. Yes, but I want to clarify something. Yeah, go ahead. Mallory is calling it a hand wheel, and I'm calling it a flywheel. I, I, that's interchangeable. Your, your hand wheel is a flywheel. Yeah, yeah okay. same thing. So this is a best practice. Put your thread away. Put your thread. If it's not through the needle... Get it off your machine. Now, you were saying the vertical spool stuff is sometimes available on the sewing machines. And you can get, like, I think a 10-thread spool holder for uh -huh. the Destiny. So, yes. The Destiny only has one needle. But what it's for is for people who are embroidering and changing colors a lot. Right. And that thread stand has something on it that you can, like, wrap the end of the thread right. you around. Can, you can secure your to thread. secure it. Right. Okay, so caveat, if you have something that's securing it, okay. But still, there's more of a risk of, like, thread tangling. And what ZD's talking about with the hand wheel flywheel, if there's thread close to your machine and you're running your machine, especially, I feel like this especially happens with embroidery. Yeah. Where... You you might not realize it when you're embroidering, but your hand wheel is spinning constantly because right. it's part of the it's how the machine right. moves, how, right? It makes the needle go up and, and down. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it does. It's part of that. So what'll happen is someone has a loose thread hanging down, and it only takes a moment. So it's not <laughs> the thread in the needle, right? So your alarm won't go off because you're still sewing until your machine literally stops dead, or because. It's got a whole spool of... I don't know how this happens, but we've had people come in and they're completely unaware. <laughs> so it's like, did you not notice the spool became empty? Right. Or did you not have to cut this thread away from your hand wheel? <laughs> well, a lot of times there'll just be some buildup. And, and this, yeah. Yes, and the hand wheel's still moving. It might not be moving as well as it should. Yeah, you might. Yeah. I So you will have people, we would have people come in who are like, oh, the machine's going slow. Okay, there's a bunch of thread in there. But I we I feel like we have had people come in, and I'm like, how did, I don't know how it happened. If the thread, if the thread was sitting there next to your machine, you would have had to cut it away. Right? It would be attached to the machine. Well, but, but you just didn't realize the volume of but thread. But sometimes that... it's the whole spool. Okay, long, or right? yeah. all of a sudden you don't have that spool of thread anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, so one or the other has happened. <laughs> it's just disappeared. Right. Maybe if you had a lot of threads out. And, you know, that happens with embroidery. It's like, I have a 20-color design. I'm going to get out all these threads and, and, you know, something can happen. So, yeah, just be careful with that because we are going to recommend – Something we love to use is what we call a thread lift. I think when I like 
share the Amazon link. It's called an industrial thread stand. Okay. Okay. And it has this. We've talked about them so much. It's got like an iron base. It's a metal, heavy metal base. The one that I share. Don't right. get the, or I don't know, if you get the one filled with sand, it's just not my particular. Right. They they have popped open because we've had it Well, they've popped open and they're not as heavy. And they're not as heavy. The sand's not as heavy. Yeah. And there are ones with a plastic base. And, you know, usually they're not even that less expensive. Right, right. But the issue might be is if you're having it shipped and paying uh, shipping, the metal base might cost more. Yeah. But it is just so well worth it. Okay, it is just, in fact, I think, do they still have a place on them where you they can actually be screwed down to a piece of oh, wood? Oh, I to, think so. I think they have two. Yeah, yes, yeah, so there's a hole where so, you could right, fix it. Right, right. And um, I don't even think the plastic ones have those holes. That I don't they know. Can be, yeah, I don't remember. But this this base needs to stay still. Yeah. You don't, and so if there's any vibration from the machine or anything like that, you don't want it walking around. Oh, and this is a thing that was featured in our episode of uh, sewing items that will last forever. Right. Okay. It's not something that, like, wears out. No. It is a... We have one, two, wonder how much three, they are now. four. We have four out right now. You know... Actually, five. We have that other one that clamps on right what's there. The, what's the date? It's, it's December, it's December 2nd, I 20, believe, 21. Okay, and so... So it's 12-21-1-2-2-1. Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I just want to see how much they are because uh, the prices of things... Have changed. Have changed, and so I'm trying to find... it's Sometimes it's hard to find one that doesn't, like, connect to a machine. Okay, this one from Dritz, it says it's $17. Um... I metal base. Yeah, I think it does. I would have told you, I would have guessed like a couple years ago. I don't it is not one here's one for fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Well so, I you know, I started selling these thirty years ago maybe. Yeah. Or or right about. And they were like, we sold them for ten dollars. Yeah. And I think when you and I closed the <laughs> shop, we were only selling them for twelve. They have they have stayed their price. Pretty 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 good value. There's not any new research and development put into them. No, into and their they price. they really are um, incredibly worth it. So you were talking about this uh, threads relaxing. Yes. Okay. This what the thread lift does. It'll accommodate first of all, like the largest cone you can buy. Uh, right. Well, I'm sure there's a larger cone that you can buy that it wouldn't accommodate. I don't but. think you would want to buy it because it belongs on an industrial it, machine. Or it belongs and you can't on like a it. carpet sewing machine. Yes, right. Exactly. That's what I'm, that would be industrial. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like they change it with a forklift. Yeah, there yeah, you go. When they have to change it. So it'll accommodate a really big spool, but it also gives all this time um, and space. It's kind of like the serger space time continuum. When I have the horizontal spool here on the Destiny, there's like, I don't know, two inches, well, not even, well, between the spool and the first thread guide. So there are two schools of thought there. Yeah. If there's a shorter pathway, less things can happen. True. Okay. So if I'm using my regular construction thread and I'm on that horizontal pathway and I've only got two inches between that and the first guide or whatever, I should be pretty happy. Yeah, like. And I can see if anything is going wrong is just right there in those two mm-hmm. inches, right? That's Before right. I get, okay. But with the the lift, what I'm saying, talking about the relaxing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of threads I want. You know, I call them specialty threads. That it's very important that the thread does relax. 
Yes, and if you don't, okay, if you don't let them relax, let's pretend you put that little, like, metallic spool right. there. Has anyone ever seen, you probably talk about visual memory, you've probably seen before where, like, it's not a straight thread going into your machine. No. It looks like a curly cue. Yeah, it's like, like it looks some, twisted It's like up. somebody crumpled up the aluminum foil and yeah. tried to straighten it or out. it's like a twisty yeah. tie, oh, right? Like true. with a yeah. loop, you or know? When we used to have metal coffee, coffee cans, hey, old ladies <laughs> and old men, remember that? When you took, you, 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 it had a key, the coffee can had a key, and it had a little place where you, you, you put the piece of metal through this key. You know, it was just a, like a, had a slotted open and you curled it all the way off around the coffee Sounds can. Sounds tetanusy. Yes, <laughs> it was quite dangerous. <laughs> oh, I cut myself on a can a year ago and I'm still not over yeah, it. I know, I, it's uh, awful. You know, ugh. so but the other thing about the lift, right, versus having this um, thread uh-huh. not be high and be delivered. Yeah. You want it delivered at least at an equal level to your first guide, but higher is even a little bit better. And okay? the way we have our setup, we do have to be careful. The Destiny has this lid. Which we actually ha- can be taken off, but we don't Yeah, do we that. well sometimes we take it off, but you right. know, we have to make sure, like you said, right. more length, more more, more risk or right. whatever. You you do have to be careful that nothing is in the way so of the nothing, thread lift. You, you know, it's, it's an obstacle path. course. Yes, yep. yes. Um, but we do love it. We like it for the big spools. I'm used to just sewing off of one. If you've ever had your machine where, like, you're sewing along and then the thread all of a sudden spins fast. Right. I feel like this helps to eliminate that. It does. Um, we like the cross-wound threads a lot. Because we, they come off easier. They come off thing. more easily. That's how Mettler is. That's how the Floriani embroidery thread is. But we do sometimes work with what's that? What's the opposite of cross wound? What's that called? Stacked. Stacked. Okay. Okay. I was like, um, flat wound. <laughs> round. I think they call it round or flat. Okay, mm-hmm. flat. So that's. I where, mean, both. They call it round and oh, flat. Oh, okay, okay. Interchangeable. I believe. So it's just like you know, round stacked. stacked. I like right. stacked is a really good um um. Mm-hmm. description of that a round wound when you think about it, it just goes around and around and around right around. so it the cross, cross any place yeah the cross wound um we like those we like those a lot but sometimes we work with spools that are that are stacked and a lot, a lot of there will be specialty threads that are not cross yeah. wound that you'll want to use sometimes yeah the sure. sulky blendables were one right. that we like really loved right and then i want to talk a little bit about spool caps well, the other thing I or want to talk yeah. about is we were talking about the bowl or the margarita glass yeah. or all of this. Okay, that acts as your spool pen. You still have to have that through a guide. So often what we will have is we'll have a margarita glass sitting there, and we will have our you know little wad of thread or ball of string or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it's usually decorative. We use a lot of pearl cotton like that. But it needs to, we we will send it, I will oftentimes send it through my thread lift guide and then again through like, you know, another, the guides on the sewing machine. Yeah. So it still needs to be guided out of that little bowl shape. Yes. And once again, that level up there, you're talking about like getting higher. Right. You know, uh, than than your first guide. So that's really good. Um, I want to talk about spool pins because... I had a, a little journey about this. Uh, journey is the name of a baby lock sewing machine. Ha ha. Um, 
Also, Still. It's, it's the name of... <laughs> I never know when they change it. It's the name of a friend at Jerome's preschool. Oh, yeah. And they, it, he's always, like, so excited. He's like, Journey's a J, too. Like, he just... <laughs> loves it that her name is well we and also Journey. knew we also knew a woman named spirit and yes and there was, and there was a, a baby like spirit. spirit machine yes. um uh but yeah she and then journey's grandma sometimes picks her up and and so he's like journey's a j and she's seeing her grandma and i'm gonna see my grandma and it's like <laughs> boy <laughs> we excited. both have grandmas <laughs> exactly very excited okay there is this little spool cap that i just love we just love and i want us to talk about it and it's called like the mini spool cap and it's not even it doesn't even look like a cap it's not really a cap it's a plug yeah it's like a plug it's a plug with a hole in it it fits <laughs> it fits so nicely in the metler spools right it fits in the floriani spools Gooderman, i believe and the way you described the spools we like right there's no plastic Making the top of the cylinder right, right? They're the like, it's like just they're on a straw. Goes. Yeah, the they're thread. On a, they're in fact, we'll tell. Yeah, the, remind so, me about to talk about straws later. Go ahead. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good point. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, the write that down because because <laughs> I won't remember. But I know what you're talking about. Uh, so I used to think this was just like the be all end all of spool caps and they didn't come with every machine and we'd sell them and they were like what 95 cents or right, something we could, I mean, we could sell them it's something yeah, we no, were like oh my god buy one of these happy. buy more of them you know if i have a dozen you'll lose one we, we probably bounce. <laughs> we probably should have like made them five dollars or right. something but you know um they they were just really inexpensive and a really great thing because they weren't bigger than these spools right so they sell spool and caps. And nothing got caught on them. Nothing got caught. And I used they to think. They kept the profile of the spool. Yeah. And I used to think these were just the bee's knees. And this is what you should use all the time. And if your spool didn't let it go inside, just turn it around and, and use it like that. And great. Really? I used to think this. <laughs> because. She didn't ask me, did well, she? Well, yeah. I was biased toward the big Mettler spools. Right. And I was biased, biased toward the, the, right. the Floriani that I was yeah. using all the time. And then I remember reading in an owner's manual. That you should, like this owner's manual said, you should always use a spool cap that is bigger than your spool on a cro- on a on a horizontal right. spool pin. And I was like, "What? I love my mini spool cap. What are you saying?" And then I got it. I realized what the situation that this right. is good for. And so what happens is, if you have a spool, envision your spool going on a horizontal spool pin, and then you put a spool cap on it that is bigger. The thread will ride along the outside of that spool cap. And the spool cap, if it's a good spool cap, will be nice <laughs> smooth. and smooth and made that way. They, I mean, purposely manured. And a lot of times it truly is a cap. It's sort of cupped over. Yeah. You know now, the spool a little bit. Why? Why do we want this? I don't. I don't think I need this on my Mettler thread. I don't think I need this. Well, some spools are designed. And they have like nicks in the top of their plastic, or they're just not smooth, or they're not smooth, right? Especially the the, the nicks. That that's what really well, taught me the lesson. Well, the because, other thing too is they can be sort of have kind of a sharp edge, right? Right. Yes. So this is where the bigger version can help you avoid the thread riding along your actual spool if it's not a good idea. Right. So what so. you want is you want a spool cap that is closest in size. To your spool, but not smaller than. Yeah. Okay. So 
the one that's the plug that goes in the end, if you notice, it is a little bit bigger than the spool, just microscopically, but it is. Well, and you could use you could use the big one on on these you Nettler spools. It's just like not necessary. Well, yeah, but then you still have that space there. I don't like that. I don't like it yeah. either. Yeah, you know, I, think, I, yeah, I, I, I like the little plug. I like the plug. Myself. But I used to yes. think I was like, why don't they just only sell it with right. this plug? So you know, <laughs> I think with like the Destiny, I believe you. Get three or four oh, spool six or something. Yeah, I mean it's a lot, you know. Okay, um, so I'm looking at this King Tut thread. Uh huh. It's a cotton thread, and you know this. It's stacked. It's stacked, and uh, the spool can be larger than like the thread right. volume, and I feel it, and it does have like, it's just not very smooth plastic. Well, right, and and even if it is kind of smooth, it can have sort of a an acute edge, like a sharp edge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the thread, you don't. You really don't want to weaken your thread before it gets to your project. Now, now the King Tut, the way you can uh, uh, tuck the thread in is like it pops flat. Out. Okay, it yeah. like pops out and down. But there's that uh, finishing touch bobbin thread. And then I can't remember. There's a couple other um, thread types where there's literally a nick yeah. in the spool. Yeah, and you little, yeah. don't want your, right. you know, stuff. Now, you could, you could avoid this by doing... One of the vertical spool pins, I guess, if if you're not going up. So, you know. What but, I was taught yeah. was the cross wound should go on a horizontal pin and the stacked or round wound should go on a vertical pin. Yeah. Because that's how it feeds. Makes sense. But then we put our cross wound threads on the thread lift. I put everything on vertical. thread lift. Okay, but I just want to go over to the thread lift real quick and say, once again... I was so used to sewing with these big Mettler spools and these Floriani spools that it's just fine. If you are doing a thread lift and you have a stacked spool and it's got a nick in the top, you can put a spool cap on the thread Absolutely. lift to make the thread avoid the edge of the spool if, it's, right. if it's larger. Okay, So, yeah, I, I just want to say that at first when we were, you know, teaching people, I mean, when I say at first, I mean like a really long time ago, you know. <laughs> When, I, when time when I began, was, when I was first yeah. learning about sewing machines, I was like, oh no, this this is the spool pin, man. Like, no, this is this is it. Like, we don't need anything else. But then, yeah, Mallory's realized, thirty-two years two years old, and she has like more than twenty years of experience sewing with the public. <laughs> I well, you know, even if I like was conservative, and I say it started when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and you know, yeah. I know it really did start when I was sixteen. I remember taking a call from you while I was driving and you were like this customer blah 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 and I was like oh and we were like talking about it because right. I'd like spoken to them and you needed right. to and I'm like no I was like really working with people sewing well, when it, I was 16. In, like, in fact <laughs> it was funny when she was 16 um people would come in and they would ask to I want to see you know whoever's working Mary or whatever you know and I'd say, well, you know, Mallory's here. You can work with her. She knows a lot about surgery. And they would look at her. She looked like this little bitty girl. <laughs> you know? And they go, oh, I want someone with experience. And I said, I would have to say, well, you need to try, Mallory, mm -hmm. and see. I think you will be happy. Then they'd come through the door. And, and they'd only want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Mallory. I don't want to talk to anybody else. But it, it, it was funny because... 
they were judging her. It was ageism. They were judging her by her age I mean, and not what they, you know, found out she knew. I honestly don't even think at that time that I was offended because, like, I got it. I yeah. Like, oh, well, know. I also remember <laughs> like somebody 12. coming in one time and saying, I want to speak to the older lady. And I thought, well, that's me. And it was me, but they were talking about someone younger than me. So be careful, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know how old anybody. Yeah, I know the older. You know the older lady, and I'm like, oh, I. How do you mean so and so? And they're like, yeah. And I said, okay, I just want to let you know this. She's not the oldest one here. Just for your protection, don't call her that in front of her son. Old yeah. lady. But anyway, what man? You know, couldn't come up with anything else. I yeah. guess. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Describe you know. a person. Could have said the lady with, you know, the blonde hair or whatever. I um, don't know. Talk about straws. Okay. I, and actually, I'm going to talk about a couple of things okay. here. Okay. So, as you sew and you sew bizarre things or not bizarre things or, you know, we have all these different threads now or we try these different things like couching things, right? Couching. Does everybody know what couching is? It's like when you lay something down and you stitch over it and then it becomes like part of the fabric, right? Yeah. And it's a, you know, it becomes a... You, it's it's generally a design element, right? So anyway, oh my gosh, I have like crazy quilts that have been couched to death, and they're on my couch. You do, anyway, you do. Um. So we wind up using things to help us with this, right? Right. So I might have like a ball of bizarre yarn that I have in a bowl in my lap. Uh-huh. That I want a couch, right? Right. And I've got to also hold whatever it is, you know, with my two hands and guide it and, you know, because I'm driving, you know. Yeah, I you're going. I feel you, like I'm yeah, driving with this. Focus on you this. sort of have a hand at, you know, uh, 10 and 2, right? And you're driving the fabric through and uh, you might be like, you know, making it curve and move. And you want this thread or you know, yarn or ribbon or whatever it is to follow the path that you're driving. You, and it's hard to make it do that all the time, right? It wants it wants to curve or Man, move on. Man, I don't on, know what you're going to talk about. Move on. So <laughs> what I have done is I have taken a piece of straw uh-huh. and I have taped it to the front of my machine above my needle, sort of, right? Yeah. Or any place that where this works out. Yeah. Any place this works it's out. It's like a... Gutter. And I use it as a thread guide. <laughs> so I thread that through there, right? The other thing I've done with a straw is, has anybody ever had a spool? All right, a spool on their on their um, spool pin, and it knocks, or it, it because the diameter, uh-huh. right, of the hole in, in the, uh, or diameter. Whatever uh, diameter, right? right? <laughs> uh, of the hole. In the spool pin is much larger yeah. than the than the spool pin, yeah. and it makes this clanky noise, especially when you sew fast and wind a bobbin. And I sew, yeah, and I sew. <laughs> you can take a straw and stick it on there, and it's like works sort of like a spacer or a cushion. Ah. So what's size straw? Here's here's where you become a pack rat. Great. You see different <laughs> size straws, and you just start collecting them, right? You know, I wonder if you know we have silicone straws. Wonder if those. those I would bet be like they're really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah. And, and so all these, yeah. yeah, all these new things. So you know, if you find something with a hole or whatever in it, you know, and I mean, hold on to it. If you, you never know what's gonna work. Just keep it. Yeah. You know? Just. 
I mean, I I have a drawer with little sticks and straws, you know, in it. So it works for you. The other thing, and this 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 we have spoken about before. It's one of the things we always taught in our shop, right up front, especially in a guide classes not to use a big pair of shears at your sewing machine mm-hmm. because you can scar your sewing machine. Or whatever. Or You can scar it. You can knock out a light that costs a lot of money. You can do a lot of that. You can stab yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know. Now, we use a small pair of uh, scissors or, or clippers. We usually use scissors at our machines. In fact, we have one attached to every machine. Every machine. Every machine has a leash with a small pair of four-inch uh, scissors on it. Dee Dee's favorite scissors, actually. Um, because our machines... Whether they are plastic or whether they are metal or whatever, you can nick them with those big shears, okay? And now you've got a place for your thread to hang up or your fabric to hang up. So it compromises the integrity of your machine. Keeping your machine, yeah, there's just things you don't think about. And Well, you're talking about shears. I often we we bring up the light bulb thing. That's a real thing that happened. Um, yeah, and this after person, somebody told me off because they this person was such an ass about this, it, and really, then they broke their machine. Was a, this it was person so was rude. a jerk. They yeah. were in my guide class, and I said they were really mean. I, I actually <laughs> said, "Oh, look, she has a large pair of scissors, and so does so and so and so." I said, "I suggest you use a small pair of scissors. You know, here's some pairs we have here. You don't have to. So and so has a pair. She got it. You know, some other place, but." You don't want to harm your machine. And this woman said, I don't like people telling me what scissors to use. I've been sewing forever. And she brought, what was it? It was like a $300 gizmo. I think it was only a hundred seventy-five or oh, something. Oh, okay. That's so a, it, it would be like, three hundred today. That's right. But it anyway. was a light that was like never supposed to burn out. Right. You know, sewing machine light bulbs are like four dollars. Okay. Now, but like, like right. if it's a light bulb. But this was like this. This was like super special. Yeah, this was like a new LED, LED and it was shaped in like a circle thing. or whatever. Yeah. And it, you know, it was it was very exposed. It was on that machine. Of. It, it was like you could see it, you know, on right. the Destiny here, they've got kind of like a plastic shield right. around um, some of their lights. But anyway, you know, this was like, and she took this the, was the most ridiculously right. expensive light bulb. And then this person broke it. I mean, <laughs> she took the scissors and just, you know, happened to flip them up in there and just cracked this whole thing. So I often think of, we talk about like the bed of the machine and the light bulb over right. the needle. But uh, another place where you snip a lot is up at the thread. Right, you know, up at the, where I've it seen it right here mm-hmm. on, on, you know, ZD's what is touching this? Not like the throat. This well, is it's the like bed. The... It's 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 the upright on the throat. Yeah, it's like where the machine like, curves right, up. and where all your knobs and everything are. Mm-hmm. I have seen people like beat oh, the crap yeah. out of the side, of and their... then you got a screen too over well, there. Well, right friend, now, you know? that's yeah. the other thing. Now you have you know screens all over the place. Yeah. So small scissors. I mean, I I think they can be purchased. Yeah. You can hey, get a small straw, pair for what? Five, six bucks someplace? A straw I thing. I thought you were going to say something completely different about straws still. You said two things about straws, and it's still not the thing I okay, thought you were going to well, say. Okay, well, the other – oh. 
Okay, what is So I just it? want to bring it, I just want to pop yeah, it in I here. Yeah, I want number three. Sometimes you need to make a spool pin longer. longer. I was like, yes, Okay, yes, yeah. Yes, and I was yes, like, yes. oh my God, there's more straw things oh, that I don't yeah, know yeah. about. You know, anyway. <laughs> the other thing that those silicone straws are good, the big fat ones, uh, yeah. is you can travel with your scissors. You can snip off just a certain, oh, you know, you like stick well, the end of your scissors in there. Yeah. Um, they're good for that too. That's, you know, I don't have the big ones. I only have the little ones. Well, I have some I'll have some big ones. I'll get some big ones. Use all the ah. time, yes. Oh, they like the. We have these collapsible silicone cups that like have a straw yeah. with them. And anyway, okay. Any, sorry, I, I just wanted to be like, no, other no, straw thing, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, listen to ZD about when, scissors. when you think about these. I mean, I think it's good to think about these things, yeah. You know, um, why is my thread not, not feeding right, or why is this happening to me, or why is my thread breaking, or why does my stitch not look as pretty as I want it to, or what, whatever. You know, is there something simple you can do like that? The other thing I've done, and this, this has nothing to do with a spool pen or anything, but I was using metal thread, and it I saw that it was scarring the front mm-hmm. of my machine. If it rubs along yes. a plastic part, yes. So I'll tell you what. It's real easy just to put a piece of tape or uh, something there. uh, Yeah, I just put, you know, scotch tape, like um, clear vinyl tape there, and then took it off. And somebody else, I saw they were using something. It was discoloring their machine. The thread, Mm. it was like red or black, you know, an unstable dye, of course. And I said, hey, I've got an idea for you. Because she kept cleaning it off, Yeah, you know, with alcohol or something. I don't know what. And I said... Put, let's put a piece of tape there. The tape gets dirty. You take it off. You put it, and and she's like, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> this is exactly what I should be doing." So you know, keeping a machine you know clean and looking good is also functional. It's just oh, yeah. not. It's just you know, absolutely. It's just not the vanity of you and the machine. That's right. Right. Okay. Well, we're gonna sign off for today. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.